Well, I'm glad that you guys are all here. Um, it's, we've been in a great series uh, going on, if you've been with us. Um, it's been a great series on friending. Um, who has friends? I won't ask the second question. But friends are valuable. Friends are, are fun, and friends mean a lot. But it, we have to do them healthily in, 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 in ways that, are, that, that work. And uh, tonight, we, we're finishing up that series. Well, last week, uh, Kimberly talked about uh, how the cross has put to death hostility in relationships. And God wants us to be united in friendships as we move God's kingdom. The other messages were friends feel. Friends are always there, and friends yield to Jesus. Remember Jack had the yield sign, and we had to yield to each other? I thought that was pretty, pretty amazing. Our desire is to learn as a community how to have healthy and godly relationships so we can reflect Jesus well to others and everyone around us. When our focus is on arguments, disagreements, being right, causing division, they overshadow what the Lord has for us in relationships. Tonight, we're coming full circle. Friends bless each other. That's the title for tonight. Friends bless each other. A few months ago, Jack taught a series on the blessed way of life. It was how we should live our life. It was based in uh, Genesis chapter 12. It said, God says to Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. You are going to be a blessing, and people of the earth will be blessed through you. And we used an acronym for that. It was the B meant begin with prayer. Listen. Don't talk, but listen to people. The E is eat together to build relationships. That was my favorite one, by the way. Some of you I've shared many a meal with, and so you know that behind this shirt there is a of big carvass right here. Eat to build relationships and serve others. The S is to serve others. And then the last S is share your story. Begin with prayer, listen, eat, serve others, and share your story. And that is so applicable to what friendship is like. And so as we as a church, um, if you remember this or you forgot about it, just we'll talk more about this, but this is a good way to listen, to see what the Holy Spirit has for you to do, and how to build relationships in your life. Relationships and friendships have more important things to do than just checking a box off or we have, we have a friend or we do this and this blessed strategy is like, you know, I'm gonna do B but I'm not gonna do L so I'm gonna do S and S and so we're gonna evaluate ourselves. That's, that's not the important, it's, it's just the way we should live our life is by blessing people. Living a blessed way of life has to come to be a way of life. It has to be the, the way that we, that we interact all the time. It has to be part of our DNA. It's when we wake up, we want to see how we can bless others. It's what we own. It's, it's, it's saying that, you know what, I'm going to be a person or a woman or a man of God that's saying I'm going to bless. 
It's who we are. All in response to whose we are. Let me say that again. All of that is in response of whose we are. And it's in response to the cross and what the cross has given us. Because blessing others causes breakthroughs. Let me throw that at you again. Blessing others causes breakthroughs. What do I mean by that? If we look in the Bible, we will see how God uses people to bless others. And by blessing people, it builds a bridge and causes a breakthrough in their life. It causes a breakthrough with a relationship with Jesus. The text that we're gonna be in tonight is Luke 19. If you have it, there's a Bible in front of you. If you have it, Luke 19, one through 10. I'm gonna see if I can do this without my glasses. So I'll give you a few seconds to get to Luke. It's in the back half of the Bible. For those of you who don't have a Bible or have a hard time reading print like myself, they will be on the TVs. This is a well-known passage. Um, I grew up in the church hearing flannel graph. Anybody had a flannel graph story ever given to them that shows your age by doing that? For the rest of you who have never heard this story, this is an exciting story. And so I'm going to just read through it, and we're just going to uh, go through there. All right, you guys ready? Maybe. Luke 19, 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man there was named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down and once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw and began to mutter, he has gone to the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here I am. Now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times that amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek to save the lost. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. And, uh, but he was not just a, task, a tax collector. He was the chief tax collector. He was the chief IRS of the Roman government, or Roman IRS agent. Anybody like the IRS? If you work for the IRS, we love you. <laughs> Just jokes. Every, every place has its purpose. But the way he made his money was allowing taxes to be overinflated, and whatever was owed, he got to take the extra piece, and that's how he made his money. Here he is, sitting on a tree, watching Jesus, and Jesus interacts with him in this crowd. And so Jesus blesses Zacchaeus. 
First, the first way he blesses Zacchaeus was this. He saw him. He saw him. When Jesus, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up at him and said, I see you. I see you. Many times we cannot bless others if we can't see them. We overlook them. Or it's not in our schedule. Or in our purpose that we want to get done that day. Or in our selfishness or in our pride where we don't want to look at them because they have nothing, we have nothing to gain from them. But Jesus stood in that moment and saw Zacchaeus and he said, I see you. The second way that Jesus blessed Zacchaeus was this. He called him by name. Calm down immediately, Zacchaeus. Come down. Using someone's name is personal. It shows that you care enough to learn their name. Third reason. Didn't see him the way other people did. Obviously, Zacchaeus was in the tree for many different reasons. If you ask, you could, we could draw our own conclusions. Um, one, he was short. That would be a really good reason. But two, where tax collectors won't really, really liked in this day and age. They, they were, the tax collectors extorted information, extorted money, and used things against people to, for their own selfish gain. But Zacchaeus had an interaction. He had an exchange with Jesus and the people saw him and they began to mutter why Jesus chose Zacchaeus. And they said, he's gone to be with the guest of a sinner. In certain versions, it says muttered. In certain versions, it means grumbled or complained. Took the conversation sideways. They complained that they were basically talking trash that, and disappointed that Jesus weren't interacting with them but was going with a, with a known sinner. Let me pause right there. There's two things that take place in our world. Our words and our actions. Our words and actions can be of the world and our words and our actions can be of the kingdom. And they can't go together. Does that make sense? So w whether we grumble and complain and curse because we're not getting what we deserve or what we think we should have, or we should be encouraged and excited that Jesus pointed out Zacchaeus and said, I'm gonna go spend some time with him because he probably needs Jesus. So your actions and your words are either in the world or they're for the kingdom, in that. Jesus didn't see Zacchaeus the way that everyone saw him around. He saw him worthy of his time. He saw 
that Zacchaeus was worthy of his time. We can bless others by seeing them as God sees them, not as everyone else or the world sees them. Do you see a homeless person or do you see a child of God? Do you see a drug addict or do you see a child of God? Do you see a political opinion? Their sexual orientation, the clothes they wear, the job they have, the money they make, the rumors that you've believed about them, the people that have spoken the world about their character, or do you see a child of God? Finally, Jesus didn't just preach to him, just convert him and go on his merry way, but by going to his house, he showed he wanted to know Zacchaeus. He wanted to know him in a real and authentic way. In that culture, opening up your house, well, I don't think he had an option because Jesus said, I'm coming to your house. But Zacchaeus could have refused that. He could have shunned it away. But no, he said, yes. And Jesus wanted to know him. We bless others when we see them like God sees them. And we get to know them. And when we get to know them, that causes a breakthrough in them. In the scripture, it also said in that same passage, it says, Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Zacchaeus was able to say yes to Jesus because he was seen. He was seen. Called by a name not judged or talked about, and was invited to share a meal. Blessings create breakthroughs. When we bless, we create breakthroughs. Another story that has lots of blessing in it is Acts 16 and 25. Let's flip that over. Acts is a couple books over. We're in some ch- chunky stories of text here. 16, 25 through 40. I'm going to read it real. Just follow with me. If it's on the screens, follow it there too if you have it in your, in your Bible. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had all escaped. But Paul shouted out, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. And he then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, 
believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them, washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all of his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. He and his whole household. That is written in in Acts. Paul and Silas were in jail. Paul blessed this jailer by stopping him from harming himself or killing himself because he thought that everybody, what a horrible feeling that would be. Don't you think? I don't know if he's supposed to be sleeping or, or not, but waking up and seeing all this going on, all this commotion. This guy probably was not nice to Paul. He probably had uh, beat him. He'd probably let, made fun of him because he was, he was a follower or a disciple of Jesus. You know, prisons probably weren't like the Ritz-Carlton. I'm just saying. They probably didn't have room service, probably didn't have, you know, housekeeping or anything like that. It was probably pretty, pretty rough. But Paul blessed this guard and said, don't harm yourself. Don't harm yourself. We are all here, all accounted for. It would have been a normal response. I mean, as I was reading this and thinking through this, it would have been a normal response to let the dude kill himself. He's the evil one. He's the guy that's holding, he's between me and my freedom. That's response was Paul's like, see ya. I'm out. My chains are off. Doors are open. I'm walking. You need to do what you need to do. But instead, Paul says, hey, I'm not going to talk like the world, but I'm going to speak truth. I'm going to speak life. I'm going to speak hope and encourage you and say, hey, we're all here. You're good. Then the guard said, what must I do to be saved? Because his life was spared in that moment, physically. And Paul blessed him again by sharing the gospel with him. He didn't make him jump through hoops of what he should know or didn't know or all the stuff that he had caused harm or pain or anything in that. He looked at him not as, well, yeah, we just had an earthquake. You just saved your, you know, we just saved you and, and we saved you from, um, you know, killing yourself. Yeah, you sure you want to know who Jesus is now or who God is? Oh, it won't stick. Paul did none of that. Paul, in the scripture, says this. Paul spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At the hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately, he and all of his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into the house, set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. He and his whole household. God uses blessings to create breakthroughs in others. 
God uses blessings to create breakthroughs in others. If you think about this for a second, the jailer and his whole household came to know Jesus that night. Household to us in American culture, not that big. But a household in this time could be a little bit bigger. It could be everybody that works at the house. It could be everything that's helping and the families and the the generations that lived under one roof. Because Paul blessed the jailer. The whole household was baptized and now knows Jesus. That's pretty amazing. He could have just walked out of the jail. But he chose to stay there and be a breakthrough for that jailer and his household. We bless others when it goes beyond our comfort. We bless others out of our circumstances. Again, Paul did not wait to bless others when life was okay or going well. If you remember in the text, he was in prison. That's usually not a good thing. It's pretty easy to pass out food to people once or twice a month. It takes up of our time. But the real impact and the breakthrough usually happens when you bless them beyond the normal. You pass out food consistently for two years when it's not as fun or shiny or the new thing anymore. You pass out food when it's pouring down rain or it's 112 degrees and every part of your body is sweating and the heat just seems overwhelming. You stand by your friend when they're going through a divorce. when they give their baby up for an adoption. You watch someone's children so they can take a much needed nap or go on a date or simply go to the grocery store. Prepare a meal for someone who doesn't ask. Have a conversation with someone who you normally would not interact with. Invite someone to coffee or to lunch or even dinner at your house. Yes, I said it, dinner at your house. You bless beyond your comfort zone. You bless beyond your circumstances. I don't think we get this. I think in our mind when we hear we want to bless, um, it's more like, oh, you just sneezed. Thank you. But when it really gets down to, when it gets into our comfort or outside of our comfort and it's outside our circumstances, that's when we have to really make a decision whether we want to be part of a breakthrough or not. Jesus is calling his church not to an event, not to check a box so we can feel better about ourselves, He's bringing us back to what Abraham said. 
We are blessed so we can be a blessing. We are blessed so we can be a blessing. I think a lot of us think we bless people. And I'm not, I'm not here judging, because I think I bless people too, and I probably don't. But are we living in the world, speaking about the grumbling and the complaining about everything going on, or are we talking about the kingdom? and edifying and encouraging and lifting people up and doing what's uncomfortable so that they can have a breakthrough with Jesus. My challenge to you is I'm gonna give you a a minute. Get a pen out, have a piece of paper, write notes on your phone, and the phrase that I... The phrase that I have here is Zacchaeus was able to say yes to Jesus because he was seen, called by name, not judged or talked about, and was invited to share a meal. So I want you to take a minute and I want you to think and pray about three people that you could insert where Zacchaeus' name is. Three people. That Barbara was able to say yes to Jesus. Joe, in my life, Eric and Jeremy, was able to say to Jesus because he was seen, called by a name, not judged, talked about, and was invited to share a meal. How is the Holy Spirit going to move in you, in those people, to create a breakthrough? Write them down. Even if you don't want to be held accountable for it, write it down anyway. So as you have those names there, you're gonna use those to pray through. That you're gonna have a breakthrough, the the Holy Spirit's gonna have a breakthrough through your blessing, how you're gonna bless them so they can see who Jesus is. And a lot of us have something to do with fear. When I say that you have to go bless someone or go do something with someone, maybe someone that doesn't know who Jesus is, that creates a little bit of a fear, fear of rejection, fear of, oh my gosh, I have to talk to someone? Guess what? We're gonna sing a song in a few minutes. Um, We are no longer slaves to fear. 
we are no longer slaves to fear. And God wants to break through and through you to others and the way that you bless and the way you live your life. He wants to break through this city, to the city through our church, through the churches, as we bless our communities. But if we are in fear and we don't listen, we're not sharing Jesus and reflecting him well, then breakthroughs don't happen. God can do whatever God does, but he allows us to bless people because he blessed us. And so I have Hannah put up the, uh, the blessing slide again. Just think through, which one of these am I really strong at? Which one of these could I start with that one, two, three names that I wrote down? This is not a sequential order. Thus, the praying is a pretty good start, though. I'm just saying. And see how you can walk out blessing in people's lives. This is just one way. This is just a, a grid to show you to walk out. It's how you could bless people. And Jesus wants us to bless people because we are blessed. Blessings can create breakthroughs for people for Jesus. I want you to, I want you to, I'm gonna say it again. Blessings can create breakthroughs for people to see Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for all the blessings that I have not thanked you for all the blessings of the people and the circumstances and the gospel. Lord, I just remember as a little boy coming to know you and, and not extent, under, completely understanding who you are, but you were patient and kind. And Lord, I still, still need breakthrough in my life. Lord, and you use people and blessings to show your power and your might and your glory in this. And Lord, you use blessings to create an opportunity to find you. And Lord, as we take communion tonight, Lord, let us be burdened for people, much like Paul and Silas were burdened for the jailer, and Jesus was burdened for Zacchaeus. Lord, give us a healthy burden for that we want to see people come to know you. We want to see people know you. And as we take up the cup of juice of your blood that covers all of our sin, Lord, and as we take the cracker, as it crunches in our mouth, Lord, that was the body that was broken for our sins. It was the body that was broken so that we can live free, so that we can be a blessing. Lord, we want to be good friends. We want to be good husbands and wives and aunts and uncles and brothers and sisters. And thank you for allowing us the freedom to take of your blood and your body.